tip of the tongue, taking a trip three steps to tap at three on the teeth. Home. <laughs> You'll never get your bloody black backpack back. Home. Home. I don't know why he's always got to limber up for the jab. Home. Home. What can what can you expect? He's just uh he's just a common bricklayer hoping to be hoping to be a big shot actor on Broadway. Real, real layers lay reels. Hey rookie. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Hey. What do lo- you think you're doing over there? We're not paying you to lounge about with your with your speaking lessons to yourself that serenade us so sweetly. A little less word layering and a little more brick layering. No, I I'm gonna take your criticisms absolutely, but I need you to know. That I'm gonna be somebody someday. See, now I'm torn because him taking criticisms well is what makes him such a good bricklayer. Look at him, not taking criticism in reverse. I understand you completely. <laughs> that was not confusing even the slightest. Let me try it again. <laughs> you wanna take another run at that? I'm gonna take another run. Do you need me to set you up? No. Okay, alright. Look Too at him. Professional. Look at him, try, try, not trying to pick a fight with me. I see it happening. You see this? We're going to need that whole wall made up. All the way to the moon. Okay. From this other moon. All right, all right. (sighs) See, this is why he needs to go professional. He did it all at once. But only one side. And we need 59 more sides. He can't do it. I think he can. I I think he cannot. Let's make a bet. Uh And bring it forth, forth to the count. Count, we need to make a bet. Yes, hello. So to you to you and your family, Count. Yes, Mike. Uh, welcome to my countdom. You, I, you are making a bet. The hospitality of Countdom was not was not underdescribed. 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 I under- not under- do, do you want to take it that I way? I don't want to really understand <laughs> what you are saying. Count, we need you to settle something. Okay, that is what I do. I'm the Count. Your concerns is bricklayer. First of all, would you like an Americano? Maybe an espresso? Maybe a latte? That sounds pretty good. Now that he mentions I'm a little bit parched. You know, For some reason, my voice hurts a lot right now. We've been working really hard. Very there's hard this, on your bricks. There's this. The bricklayer, this wall. It stretches from this moon to the next. Sure, I understand the concept. Very we- good. No need to explain it further. Yep, moving on. Hey, you think there's going to be anything on that moon? That we should watch out for? We can only hope. I'm sorry, am I part of this conversation? I believe I was asking if you wanted an espresso, an americano, or a latte. And we said yes. So which one do you want? You have options. I mean, my hospitality can only be stretched so thin. Hold on. In order to resolve this, I think we need to go find a third guy. And ask what his opinion is. Okay. Let's go to the Viscount. Okay. Hey, Viscount. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, me and the count got a disagreement over what kind of coffee we're gonna oh, drink. Oh, that guy. Yeah, I don't much care for him. Okay, well. <laughs> I can't settle this while you're talking to that count. While you're talking to that count. Uh, sorry, count. You're but I would to... be very pleased to get you some sort of americano or maybe a regular latte, chai latte, anything like that. Yeah, I'll have that. Well, perfect. Let's throw the commercial. Count, you're not needed for this. <laughs> The way we roast beans is uniquely Starbucks because we roast until the second pop, which maximizes the flavor of each and every bean. Long before our roasters can roast those Arabica beans, our buyers have to source them. They travel across three growing regions to carefully pick the best Arabica beans in the world. I think that's fine. Yeah. (laughs) It encapsulated uh, a lot, but not all of what this show has to offer. Oh, not by a half. 
Not a, approximately 40%. About 40%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing about bricklayers is that it it really brings something for everybody, you know? I mean, there's there's just kind of... It, it has a lot of the levity, but also sort of the, the mind puzzles that can mm-hmm. really, like, you know, tickle you if you're into something that's a little bit more cerebral. I would purport that this show has layers, if you'll pardon the pun. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Uh, as well as mind puzzles. Yeah, mind puzzles. My favorite type of puzzles. Um, so... Uh, ben, would you like to introduce us? We yeah, have... let's get started. Uh, welcome to the Carton Cast. My name is Ben. And my name is Zane. Oh, my name is Nick. Yes. Yes. Thank you very much, Nick, for coming on the show today. Of course. My yes. pleasure. We, we've had you on previously for, um, you know, Donuts and Dog Whistles, which was a great episode. Yeah, yeah. Opinion. I, uh, you know, I... I had never watched that show previously, and I was very excited to be uh, exposed to it. Well, mm-hmm. from, my, from what I remember, uh, it was pretty pivotal in your development as well, because previous to the show, you did not have the gift of hearing, but it got those implants, so that the first thing you heard was those, the, was was that uh, symphony of dog whistles. Yeah, which, interestingly enough, I can hear now yeah. because of the implant. Yeah, fascinating. Yeah. Did, yeah. You pick, did you pick up any like additional extra signals in this show? Did they have any like secret... Subliminal messaging. Because you've got like a broader range of hearing than uh, us normal humans now. Yeah, absolutely. Those normies, as you've called us before. Well, you know, I mean, no, I that's... Mean, I mean, you know, lovingly. Yes. Yeah, that, I mean, that's what they that's what they have in the pamphlet the when they say you'll be able to hear now. Mm-hmm. Not like so, the normies. Well, right. But, I mean, you know, they say there's going to be a lot of changes in your life. And, you know, sometimes the... And as the pamphlet says, normies won't always understand sure, that you can hear from... Medical y- term. You know, 15 uh, hertz to, uh, I believe it's somewhere around 100,000 kilohertz. Oh, gosh. I don't even know. I can't count that high. Yeah. 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 But that's you know who can. I'm not, not well educated. You know who can count that high. Yeah, we got to talk about this show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, this is going to be a little off, you know, a little off kilter of an episode. We do these occasionally. It's not really our traditional animation formats. Um, today is an Unshelled segment. Yeah, you, you, Nick, you Unshelled. saw this. <laughs> off the rails. Nick, you saw this recently and said, I know exactly the guys to talk to about this. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's not very well known, so it's it, it's true. It's kind of your bread and butter, you know, like let's 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 get into let's get, it. Okay, I'll uh, I'll read off the production history here. Great. Oh, and Ben, we're we're the Carton cast, right? Have we did we say that? Uh, I don't think so. Well, I said it, but do you guys did you guys also want to round at that? Are you uh, pronouncing that correctly? Well, uh, we're the Carton cast. Is that How you put, Yeah, that's on that, that's that's on brand. Why don't you pronounce it how you feel it's pronounced? Carton cast perfect yeah uh, uh my mistake yeah thank you perfect okay <laughs> you could learn a thing or two yeah uh we are the carton cast we're one to one million and uh today we're talking about brick layers um so yeah brick layers. i thought that that was somebody's name at first oh like ralph brick layers yeah no, like brick yeah. brick layers oh like brick de- com- oh layers comma brick yeah like i thought it was like a department store and we were gonna get into like a lot of like friends-esque sort of working at a you know, department store mm-hmm. kind of shenanigans. Or like the show Superstore. Right, right. Similar to that. It's it's a lair where you buy bricks. That's what I thought. Yeah. That's no, what I assume. Layers with a Y. Mm-hmm. Um, so Brick Layers ran uh, around 2007 to 2008. Only got one season, but um, there was 
some fans who wanted more, and so they came out with a couple of extra episodes to sort of round things out after that. Yeah, and, and for that reason, I actually thought that it was uh, started in 2008 and worked backward to 2007, because it felt like the show was sort of going in reverse for those last they, few episodes. They wanted those last few to be understandable to people who hadn't seen the original, yeah. so it does sort of, it loops around with time a bit. Given the, you know... The, given the lack of uh, understanding that people had about this show, I'm not surprised that they would want to keep ca- catch the new audience members up to speed. Sure. Well, and I mean, you always have the option of you know rebooting off of something new, so therefore, you know, they're just keeping their options open. It makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad. I'm glad that we all we all caught up on. Oh that. yeah, there's. I I think. We're of one mind about this. Well, you, and I mean, you, you know, can't watch all of Bricklayers and think anything else about it. Then it's fa- it's fantastic and magnificent and sort of defies description. It also plays around with time so much within the show itself. Mm-hmm. It's that, tricky. You know, it kind of. You know, I mean, people are always talking about Westworld and not being keeping the timeline straight. I mean, <laughs> try watching Bricklayer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, finishing up the production, uh, it was made by Fish and Chips Studio. Um, we haven't seen their work too much before. Uh, maybe once with... Uh, I remember Rattle House was definitely some of their early stuff. Rattle House. Uh, but the um, house fell down halfway through first season and they had to cut it. Rattle yeah. House, uh, King Fandango. Um, King Fandango. A couple of classics. Right. That's that's, right. That starred uh, uh, Ralph uh, Thompson, right? Yeah. Ralph Thompson before he made it big with the um, Matter Eater Lad movie. Yes. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I think he changed his name to Ralph Dumpingson. Like, I don't know if that was, like, a British thing, that he was, like, moving to a new country and wanted to, like, cut ties with the old thing. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and apparently they made Bricklayers to try and capitalize on the success of um, Brick Stoppers, which had come out right before. Uh, they they kind of took the wrong lessons. They were like, oh, bricks are in. Yeah, everybody was in, way into bricks. This was the brick guys. <laughs> yeah, I, right? Because it was the stoppers part of it that was actually popular. Right? People loved stoppers. Yeah, that was the big thing. Wine stoppers. Door. Yeah. Yeah, the ultimate signs. stopper. Crime. Yeah, yeah. yeah sure. So, stoppers made out of cork. Stoppers made out of rubber. Stoppers made out of. Wait, you know. way back in DC Comics, you know, when they were coming up with the ideas for all the various superheroes, they're like, we got to come up with some kind of stopper. And they came up with Crime Stopper, and that turned out to be great. But what if it was a. Uh, what if it's like a Brick Stopper? But I mean, that was uh, the, the unfortunate short sightedness, and the reason Crime Stopper uh, stopped yeah. uh, was because, you know. Come to find out, uh, all of the characters in DC were Crime Stoppers. Uh-huh. So it seemed a little bit overkill all to supply have all the, side. All the crime, yeah, zero-sum game. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> no, you got it. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, so uh, Bricklayers follows a interesting kind of uh, format. I, I don't know if, you know, it, it seems like it should be a regular kind of, uh, uh, like a sitcom, but it very quickly turns kind of horror and even a little bit of romance in places, and then turns into this weird, all-encompassing Game of Thrones-style political maneuvering uh, scheme, and I I don't kind of know how to start talking about it. Sure. So I guess probably the best way to do it is to say, like, we are first introduced to a couple of characters, and it all seems very, you know, familiar, day-in-the-life kind of of show. Mm, Quotidian, even. Sure. That word. Don't know it. Q-U-O-T-I-D-I-E-N. I have no more oh, questions. Oh, now I understand it now that you've spelled it. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Um, and it follows, um, you know, one Hans Brickman. Yep. Who wants to become an actor, but alas, he's part of the family business of bricklayers. He is, as a, and he isn't. He's actually been legally disowned, but then re-owned by a more senior member of the family. Okay, yeah, but spoiler alert. I mean, that's for the... 
know. Yeah, well, well I, mean, I guess we're going over the whole thing. That's what he knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he knows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it's it's nice because like his motivation changes. This is just a stable thing until he be until he breaks it big, but then it becomes a way to th- like regain the love of his estranged father. Yeah, right. Well, also having the relationship with Wendy Jadgman. Wendy Jadgman. Oh man, mm. I talk talk about like. A heartthrob of a character like uh if i had gotten to the if i had come to this show much earlier in my life i would have had posters everywhere for this well person. yeah it's like a big boob lola bunny yeah. it is yeah yeah and uh, nothing more to say <laughs> <laughs> well we'll get to her hard stuff of course <laughs> um and, brick stuff and so as he's bricklaying you know this is this is sort of a reference to the the freemasons right so mm-hmm. you know these builders who are actually pulling things behind the scenes and he gets an idea of like the nobility of the bricklaying world, uh, as well as you know the further machinations of the society. Right, but I mean, like that, it's it speaks so much of this show that there's kind of this like there's an absurdity to it in that it's so ridiculous the lengths to which this secret you know secret society quote yeah. unquote of bricklayers is sure. when it's really just bricklayers. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, but the wall becomes an end in and of itself. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Which is kind of ridiculous, yeah. you know? And, and it's like the metaphor, you know, you say the Freemasons, they sort of turn into the slave Masons once it's revealed that the wall they've been building is actually kind of closing them in. Yeah, right. right. You know, rather you know, than being something it, that keeping other people out. Sure. Yeah, what, what is the wall keeping out? What is the wall keeping in? Yeah. Lots of secrets. And it turns out to be moon monsters. Uh, once again, spoiler alert. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, you don't I, know I that I they're moon monsters from the beginning. Not, but, not yeah. initially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They keep it low. They keep it low key. Low and slow. Uh, we should mention that this takes place on the moon. Yep. But not our moon. Yeah. But a, a moon of Earth. It's just yes. not our moon of Earth. Right. Right. This was one of their primary secrets is that we have two moons. Yes. Yeah. Um, Another moon <coughs> on the moon. It's that snow moon. <laughs> but in fact, but in, <laughs> but in fact, it is. R- right. <laughs> well, he was doing a thing. Oh, I see. <laughs> Confusing. Confucius say. Uh, <laughs> but so, uh, yeah, the whole thing takes place on uh, this second moon. Um, but the whole thing, it it basically doesn't need to, which is the funny part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the humor of it is that they just kind of keep piling on these details for no reason whatsoever. Right. It's Much like, like oh, the bricklayers on... are piling on bricks for right. no reason. Yep. Is the yep. obvious theme there. Yeah. I, I, I didn't were... get that, but now that you pointed it out, oh. it does seem obvious. Yeah. I think I've been they were this a long hoping. time. Yeah, yeah. I think they were hoping that they would get more seasons, and so they were planting some things early. Mm-hmm. Well, it obviously ends abruptly. Very abruptly. Mid-sentence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was bold. Because it was like... Not even an important sentence. So, <laughs> like, like, if they were going to try to cliffhanger it, then it, that would have been one thing. Like, hey, before this climactic battle, I got to go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, the way that I the, – the reason for that, though, if, if I understand this correctly, is that Roger Stick uh, from Fistics, he he was battling with the network at the time. Yeah. I think and so. And so the whole, the whole thing was, like, are they going to cancel us or not? He's like, well, they can't cancel us if I just end mid-sentence. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. we you need to finish. You can't fire me. I quit. <laughs> yeah, right. Obviously, they need, we need to finish this sentence, so they need to pick us up for another season. And then they didn't. And ironically, that's probably why the show is known by so few people right. is because you know, the network, in spite – uh, actually, um, you know, wiped all their records, blew up the station, everything, the whole nine yards. You can kind of only figure, you can kind of only piece this together from like new grounds and like way back, like in the archives. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's like it's it's never, Yeah, we don't have you know actual. Yeah, it, it wasn't aired on stations. The, yeah, the, not not on a, a regular station like a Cartoon Network or something like that. It was like a, up in the high hundreds, uh-huh. uh, but mostly just like pirated online is how you. 
how you how can it, find it these days. It's how yeah, everybody it was like sci-fi, sci-fi, porn, sci-fi, this. Was yeah. kind of like five of the networks. Sort of like a porn sci-fi in its own way. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. A sci-fi for porn, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Why haven't they invented it yet? Yeah. <laughs> well, there are uh, more technologically crazy way I can do this sexing. <laughs> technological sexing. Technological sexing. George Costanza. Ugh. <laughs> 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 So, I guess we can get into, like, the characters. Well, yeah, you mentioned Hans Brickman. Mm-hmm. Hans Brickman. And we, get, we have this kind of, um, sort of his Uncle Foreman's, mm-hmm. which is Bob and Janet. Um, they both look the same, and they actually both, you know, act the same, and it's hard to tell them apart, and yeah. nobody refers to them by their names. You have to pick that up in the credits in the final episode, but that is canonically their names, Bob and Janet. Bob and Janet. Bob and Janet, Janet Brickman. And they are in an interesting position because, on the one hand, they they want Hans to focus on his work, he, you know, his head's <clears throat> in the clouds kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but on We're the other doubly hand— Doubly curious because of the lack of clouds on the No moon. clouds. No Very few clouds. Uh, but on the other hand, they're trying to keep— secret from him you know all this stuff that's going on in the background that's right yeah, yeah. a lot of secrets actually like <laughs> kind of all piled into each other again many that don't need to be there and, and like sometimes they'll reveal like new pieces of information for secrets that they actually haven't set up are going to be secrets yet and like it gets a little confusing because you're like oh they're talking about this like industrial espionage problem that they had in the company and then janet will say like well, that's what your mother always said, and you're like, "Oh my God, I never actually met Hans's mother." It's kind of weird. It's, it's a extremely weird, weird. <laughs> but it, it it's not unpleasant either. See, you get the, the feeling like you're seeing a lot of facets to the same question. Yes, yeah, different sides of the same coin that has many sides. Yes, coin is definitely the way I'd put that. Not a brick, yeah. just a coin. Right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Hans. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know how you guys feel about this character. I I didn't like him at first. Well, the thing is, he starts off very annoying, but he grows, obviously, as the show goes on. And you get more context for why he's the way that he is. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, you know, living in this world and and being so uh, uh, oblivious to it, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, you know, just kind of being very single-minded about his acting. They don't tell him that they're on the moon. No, which is kind <laughs> of weird. You'd think he'd be able to figure that out wearing the yeah. spacesuit every day. Yeah, it's, I mean, they, they, I guess they just, I don't know what he assumes. Like it's it's a bubble boy situation for everyone, maybe. That they did they did state that that was his favorite movie as a child. Sure. So maybe maybe that was some of it. I think. Please tell us. I think. Yeah. <laughs> you said that already. He thinks that he thinks. <laughs> is, that, is that like recursive uh, uh, yeah. Descartes? <laughs> I think Hans mirrors think the audience. Really? Uh, what? He mirrors the audience. Okay, convince me. So yeah. he starts off, he has high ideals, but he's blind to the world around him. And that's that's us. We're like, oh, this could be a really good show, but we don't know anything about it. Okay. He learns at the same rate that we learn. We we it's all very first person. He, you're saying that he's the audience surrogate. He's he I more than that, it's also first person. We see through his eyes. It's for like most a first person show. shooter. Yeah. yeah. But right. with no gun. Right. Just bricks. Yeah, it's difficult. He's on hard mode, certainly. Hardcore Harry. Uh huh. Exactly hardcore Harry. Mm. Or uh or um what's that one game? Uh Broken Mirror's Edge. Mirror's Edge. That's what I'm thinking. There was also Parkour a, Simulator. Uh, there was a cartoon nope, uh Comedy Central show 
that oh my god what the hell is it called i i want to say it was called crazy ex-girlfriend even though that's currently a show uh but it was told in first person literally you are looking through the protagonist's eyes and the whole thing is your buddies are dragging you to parties trying to get you laid uh while your crazy ex stalks you that's amazing it, i can't I maybe ran for like four episodes in like the early 2000s on uh comedy central it was insane it sounds pretty fun now i can't t- speak to the context of this episode but for some reason i feel like you might just be making something up <laughs> is this actually the case yeah okay no, i'm not tell me about it later yeah it literally <laughs> is a show okay great how was hardcore harry never saw it great hardcore it was hardcore i'm Excellent. guessing I, that's a reasonable guess. A little hairy. Yeah. Um, but but so for the first couple of episodes, the reason why it's a little surprising that this is on the moon is because we're seeing through his eyes. Yeah. And it's sort of, it shades how we see everything. Do we do we know why he's winking all the time? He's like just doing a... He's got like, is he, is he you know, giving people finger guns? Is like, he trying to flirt or is does he have like a tick? Like every time he looks in the mirror and the thing? Or do you mean how half the screen just suddenly... That, yeah. Half the screen flickers? Half the yeah. screen flickers. I assumed he's winking all the time. You don't think they were just trying to save on paper? Oh, I hadn't considered that. This was like in the budget. This was like there was a budget crunch kind of halfway through the season, right? Two thousand seven was the the writers' strike, right? Yeah, SAG. Yeah, they had to cut a lot of people. I think you. Eh, I don't know if, how that would translate to needing paper, but you know, I, I did I did read up on this online that they 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 were having kind of a budget issue. It also explains why all the robot characters were big uh, cardboard kind of pots and pans robots there. Instead yeah. of like doing any CGI, that's what I'm saying. It's all perception. He oh. has no concept of what a robot is beyond like uh, squares. Yeah, yeah. Because <coughs> everything's rectangles to I him. I can see it. I can see it. Right. There's no rounded edges. Not not at first. Right. Right. Yeah. The the robots do get more balloon like as the as the series progresses. And so do the bricks. That is weird, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. they don't kind of you can't tessellate them into a wall at that point. Yeah. It's a square peg round hole kind of. Oh, kind of situation. I think it's a metaphor. I I should hope so, because as you know, taken on its face, it makes no sense. Right. <laughs> um. Do you guys want to talk about the uncles? Yeah. So one of them always tells the truth, and one of them always shows up and kicks uh, Hans in the balls. First, first thing he does whenever he's on screen. But toughen you up. That's exactly the reasoning yeah, that right. they give. Toughen you up. It's a great catchphrase. <laughs> it's, it's the best catchphrase in the show. Yeah, right. I mean, the, and th- that is in a sea of good catchphrases. But but the thing yeah. is, they look identical. Right. So, you know, for the first maybe five minutes of interaction with Hans, Hans doesn't know whether he's about to abruptly get kicked in the balls. Right. Or, and that adds an element of like familial tension to it. Like you don't really know where this person sits. And because there's actually well, two I mean, the first time you meet the the wh- what you come to find out are the uncles, which you originally just think is the uncle, yeah. and you know, it's just immediately boom, toughen you up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Uh, yeah, one, but then one of, them, one of them comes in and does that and leaves. The other one comes in and like, why'd you do that? Do what? <laughs> yeah, right. And you're like, oh Ignorance. no, is this gonna happen again? You know. And so, yes, it does every the, episode. Yeah, right. But I mean, it's, it's the like classic, a classic sitcom. Well, it's like the Santa Claus thing of like he puts you in the bag. Is he going to hit you with the stick or not? You of know? course he is. Yeah. Well, but but that's and the you tension. deserve it. But that's the tension. You deserve it because you've done wrong. No, I get it. But that's the tension okay. of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. All right. We're still friends. Good. Okay. <laughs> I respect you. Me too. <laughs> you respect yourself. You got it. Awesome. <laughs> and so uh, 
you know, there's a good bit of bricklaying, as you would imagine. That that is like to be honest, like we're we're kind of talking about the more minor parts of the show. A easy seventy five percent of it is actually working on this wall. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that, but conceptually, no, yeah, yeah, that's there's not subtext. really where no, it's no, at. there's subtext. There's but like, if you're looking at the sequence of events, oh, they're making a wall, which segues amazingly into the music. It actually does. I mean, the, I look cards on the table. I love ska. I think ska is great. <laughs> I'm a huge fan. I know not a lot of people, but you have to admit that the music in this is phenomenal. Yeah, they still I was really into that tambourine solo. Oh, my God. They make the pacing of the brick laying into, like, the rhythm. So it's, like, mortar, brick, sigh. Like, he sigh, like he's bored. Oh, yeah. But then the, those three, mortar, brick, sigh. <laughs> And then you have that one character who's like the mime character who's always laying bricks, and you can see that he's speeding up with the music, and then the music stops, and he clutches his and he clutches his <laughs> chest and just falls over dead. I mean, yeah, it's, you, it's have a, to, you have to wonder what the like well, relationship is there. Yeah, I know, but I mean, obviously, like a they kill Kenny kind of thing. Yeah. you see them kind of capitalizing on that. Right, one of the uncles drags him off. Oh, we got to get another one. Yeah, yep. right. And know. then the other uncle kicks him in the balls. <laughs> not tough enough. Not toughen you up. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah se- 75%. Easy 70. Easy, yeah. easy 75. S- 70, 73. Yeah, I, I don't think I've, I've, I haven't run the numbers. I know that, that one fan, uh, that one fan, he made that fan website. One fan on Reddit? Yeah, yeah. 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 One fan on one chan, yep. I think. Uh, he actually made the, he got the statistics on that. I think it was like 73 and a half or something. I love I love those info things of uh, of shows and stuff, just like breaking it down statistically. What was the your infographics? Favorite? Yeah. What infogra- was your a graphical interface? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was your favorite, uh, what was your favorite statistic from this show? Uh, oh, did you see that uh, pie graph? The one that's, that uh, it, it puts, it's a pie graph, but obviously it has just, Two sections. So, I mean, they could have just done two bars, but, like, it's a pie graph that says the right. amount of time that they spend bricklaying versus the amount of music that's actually playing. Oh, yeah. And it's Overlap. actually a, a Fibonacci sequence. Yeah, I remember seeing that, yeah. In a pie graph. Yeah, that was, that yeah. was confusing to look at. Well, but once you get it, you know. Yeah, it's I almost felt like, like it was like, take a code, so long? like a code behind the matrix sort of thing. I felt like it was breaking my brain a little bit. Yeah. You know, I like the, I like the, um, what, what are those called, like, word... Word, uh, oh, Mad Libs. No, uh, Word Cloud. Is that what they're called? Wordles? No, like the all, all the most frequent words show up as the biggest thing. I think. What is that called? Um, like word Cloud, I think. Mm, no, um, it's a, uh, it's when it's when all, it, but like, uh, the more frequently it shows up, the, the bigger, bigger the word. Yeah, and, and um, like, what is that called? Like, word you, splash. Everything uh, else is so rare that only two words are actually visible on the graph, and it's Arrivederci and Spigot. <laughs> yes. That's right. right. You forget. You forget how common it is during the show. And a lot of it's just like in the background. Like you can hear. It's like a secret code that they're saying uh-huh. that you can hear but not see. Well, the yeah. theme of abandonment. I mean, is oh, like, yeah. you know. And spigots are useful. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Classic uh, I, I feel like that was like, you know, the director and like the, like the directors and writers trying to like wear their heart on their sleeves. Like we want to make this show. There's certain things we have to give up. It's just let's let's see how we can fit them in. Yeah, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, love of spigots, I can respect. <laughs> uh, the the theme of abandonment uh, fits in with our next character, um, who we meet like halfway through the season, mm-hmm. which is uh, the the father. Right. 
this estranged father who is sort of abandoned uh, Hans. Right. Yeah, he's an outline. Yeah. Like, in, in a, I guess, a philosophical sense, but also literally he's only visible as an outline on the screen. Mm. And he wants to, to get bigger and more full, hence the need for a larger wall. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know. What don't you know? Tell me about the things you don't know. Don't you know now? Don't oh, you know don't now. you know? Don't you know, Bobby? <laughs> don't you know about the outline of that man? Uh, yeah, I I can't figure out uh, why I I can't I can't figure out why he's in the show. <laughs> to be honest. Well, I mean, it's really just to set up, you know, the sort of third act of uh, of Hans's development. No, no, I I, I get like why so, he needs a father. I don't get why the father is entirely mute and is always doing like these kind of mime routines that don't really relate to what Hans is asking him. And Hans is always really like, just tell me what you want from me. And he's always kind of, you know, giving little Maurice. Uh, it's a, it's like a, like a shadow metaphor, right? Like you'll never get out of his shadow. Maurice? Uh, was, Marcel, Marcel Marceau? I was, I was Maurice. like Maurice Marceau. No, yeah. Marcel That's Marceau. Right. That's what I was going for. <laughs> that great mime. Yeah. Maurice. You remember Maurice? So, Maurice. Well, you could call him Maurice, but some call him the gangster of love. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, but it, it's, it's spice, you know? I mean, it's like, why are they on the moon? You know, it's the same kind of thing. I guess so. I it's guess kind so. of like, you know, this added, like, uh, you know, if, if you can have a hat, why not have two hats, you know? Sure, sure. Yeah. There is that character who's just wearing, like, 50 hats. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, that's kind of the, the that's hat kind master. of the... Yeah, hat, <laughs> hat master. That other catchphrase. I really like the hat master. Yeah. Hat master! Hat master! <laughs> oh, my God, it's so good. So, the Hat Master. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I think he's just... Are you jumping to Hat Master already? I gotta talk about Hat Master. All right, fine. We can I mean, talk about he's Hat not Master. the most important character, but he gets us to the rest of the the important characters. Right, he's he's a useful bridge. He's, like, in a Dickens way, the person who shows up halfway, like, halfway through the opening arc and is like, you're a part of a bigger story. You Things know? are gonna change yeah. now. Yeah, Temple Guard in kind yeah. of uh-huh. uh, uh, Campbellian terms. Joseph Campbell, Hero's, Hero's Journey. Journey, Hero of a Thousand like Faces, like chicken noodle soup, like for the soul. No, uh, <laughs> that kind of Campbell's. Yes, yeah. Uh, Andy Andy Warhol. I think I understand. Okay, and uh, and I he has he, I understand. He has a conversation. <laughs> he has a conversation with Hans, which sort of leads us into that that second half, where uh, sort of getting him to see things the way they actually are. Mm-hmm. Right. Which, yeah, and and that leads him to being taken like apprenticeship underneath this count. But just the whole idea that he's having this whole conversation with like fifty. <laughs> oh yeah, and there you'd think they would mostly be on their on his head, but that is not the case. Well, no, no. you gotta you gotta diversify. You, you gotta hat master. You gotta you can't hedge master your the hats just by having them on your head. That makes perfect sense. When the hats are on top of you, are you really the master? Yeah, it's like another perspective thing. You have to become the hat master. Hat master, and he never becomes the hat master. He's like you're wearing your bricklayer hat. How about you wear another hat? Yeah, that's totally lost on Hans. Hans is dumb. <laughs> He's so stupid. Hans is a dumb guy. <laughs> Audience surrogate. <laughs> yeah. I, I kinda, social commentary. I kind of love his stupid witticisms, though. Like, he tries to make a joke, and it just falls flat because nobody else knows what he's talking about. Okay, let, let's, hear, let's hear one of his famous witticisms. Uh, so, like, um, you know, after one of the uncles <laughs> kicks, kicks him in the nuts. Toughen you, you up. Toughen you up. <laughs> He'll say something like, oh, man, I didn't stand a brick of a chance. <laughs> Everyone's looking at him like, what the hell, kid? 
Yeah, it would make more sense if he wasn't just spanking himself while he said it, though. <laughs> I guess it's almost a pun. Yeah. yeah very nearly. <laughs> he, he suffered a lot of abuse. He can't... <laughs> Yeah, that's true. He's getting that's kicked true. in the balls a lot. <laughs> I'm still jumping you up. Jumping you up. <laughs> and so, which is an interesting point because in that uh, episode where they go to the future, and he has kids, you're like, "What? How did it make it out of those <laughs> there's, balls?" There's no. There was a. There's a plot hole there, and they never really deal you, with it. You think he's going to the future? That's what I. That's how I read it. I thought it was like a like a hollow deck situation. A hollow deck where oh, the two moons it... have collided. Yeah. But I mean. There's the whole part where he says, we're traveling in time. Oh, Did you yeah. think that that was like a metaphor? <laughs> it, I, it got drowned out because someone was saying spigot over and over much louder. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, I can see what you mean. What? You say that we're spigot, spigot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, none of the act, none of, like not a good voice actor, too. Just whoever happened to buy in the hallway. Not well, Mike. But I like that. Spig like, <laughs> you, 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 you always get it. Like these uh these cartoons where it's like oh these are the big names you know we got your Peter Dinklage you got whoever um they're they're gonna show up on the credits list you don't get the drivers you don't get like people who make coffee you don't get any of that but by having everybody say spigot whoever worked nearby you get a credits page that is actually scrolling through the episode like from the halfway <laughs> mark of the episode till the end because that's the only way you'd you be just able hold to get up the a names mic in there on like the freeway yeah yeah and and uh, people shout one here. fan on one channel actually like tried <laughs> to analyze tried to analyze all the uses of spigot and you know is there a pattern is there a message there's not no nothing <laughs> but your brain tricks you into thinking that there will be yeah classic pattern did right? you yeah. i'm building the... this wall there's got to be a point but hmm, maybe did you not. see that graph graphic on uh, reddit where uh, they tried to graph it out uh, so the x-axis versus y-axis, and they tried to make a point that every time that they say spigot, it actually uh, creates a portrait of Ronald Reagan. Ooh. <laughs> oh, that was by Jenny Stompnuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, oh, great great contributor. I mean, ridiculous, obviously, but, I mean, it's, it's fun to see. I mean, some people know? see Reagan everywhere, right? Well. <laughs> <laughs> Nancy and I. Huh. Uh, other characters? Do we get to? Well, we get to we get to kind of the, the second this this we get to the second act. This show works in second acts. tier of yeah. right, yeah. and it's weird because we never check back in with any of the bricklaying stuff once we get to the second act. Yeah, it's right. it's abrupt and it's rude. We assume that there's going to be more bricklaying in the future, and maybe it's still going on in the background, but we don't know about it. Yeah, and in, on the intros because they they redraw the logo at the beginning of each episode mm -hmm. and the word brick slowly gets smaller and the word lair gets larger. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean a little heavy-handed, but you know, whatever. No, I like it. Fine, I like fine. it. I mean like let's let's not pretend we're doing something else here. <laughs> we know what we're we doing. know what's going on. We know yeah, right, absolutely. Uh so uh the count and the viscount? Count right. Back. Yeah, so he this is where he kind of enters this sort of apprenticeship and mm -hmm. he's always He's all, you know, he's he's not doing important counter viscount like stuff. He's like piss boy. Yeah. You know, right. he's very Absolutely. low on the totem pole. He he has to, you know, groom the horses. He has to throw out the chamber pots, which they don't need. Right. They're working. It's plumbing. literally just to be dicks. They poop yeah. in they yeah. poop in pots. Yeah, the toilets you see toilets in every room. Right. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And that's why I love it. <laughs> the, the toilets in every room? Yeah. What would you do if you had a toilet in every room? Would you be able to use them all? I don't think so. I think I would honestly just pick one 
and that's mine. That's my. That's that's <laughs> that's, that, that's home base. You know that's, that's, yeah. <laughs> everything that, else that's is an like... intimate relationship that you have with furniture. You know I can't spread sloth, that around. Sloths only go to the bathroom in the same place, and they'll only go once a week. So they'll what? pilgrimage to the same spot every week. It's like Mecca? do their business <laughs> and so then great. leave for a week. That's oh. bizarre. Isn't that nuts? What do you do when you like totally nuts? <laughs> Nick Robes on the periodicity of sloth. <laughs> <laughs> what do they do when they uh, like transport them elsewhere? Transport what elsewhere? Like a sloth. Do they get confused? Oh, they're like, I can't poop. Do they make a new spot? It's or? like the character in American Pie who can't uh, poop at school. Sure. Oh yeah. Was that was that American Pie? That was American Pie. Piss Nuggets. Nope. I can't remember his name. Uh, because uh, Stifler slips him the laxative. Stifler. <laughs> yep. Stifler's mom. Uh, has got right? it going on. Is that where you were going with? Fountains that? of Wayne. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Jennifer Coolidge. Beautiful. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm taking the dog, dumbass. You know, it's not actually out of uh, character. It's not actually. Yeah, it's not actually out of character to mention Stifler because he actually does show up. Well, yeah. In, uh, you know, in the second part. And not like as an important person, but like he, a confidant. He, he's well, he's not wearing the clothes of the people in that era either no. or of on the moon. He's just Stifler. Cut paste. Cut paste. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, th- it's it's. It's a weird break for this show because they have sort of this like fake pop culture world that they invent, yeah. but then to just kind of like cross it over into the real pop culture world. Right. I mean, it's like such a weird kind of you know uh, 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 jarring effect. Yeah. You know, I it's mean, it's very postmodern. The, it's reminding the you know, it's reminding the audience this world is not our own by putting an element of our own world in it. Yeah, right. Which so like weird. also like, you know, you'd think two moons would do that, but yeah. you know. You get used to things. And yeah, it was right. nice after a couple episodes of, you know, emptying emptying out the chamber pot for Stifler to show up and be like, um, you know, I don't know, I don't know how to do the yeah. to, uh, the voice. You give us yeah. a Stifler. Do you give me a Stifler? <laughs> I would love a Stifler right now. I'd like a half Stifler. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got the catchphrase. Yeah. Look at it. <laughs> right? You look at it. <laughs> you look at it. You look at it. You look at it. Uh, but yeah, he you know he tells Hans like, uh, look at it. Th- this whole thing's kind of weird, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't understand all these toilets. <laughs> You'd think it would be his dream. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, we should also mention that the other that the uncle who kicks him in the nuts doesn't go away. Keep, keeps coming keeps back. Keeps coming back, kicking him in the nuts. Yeah. Toughen you up. Toughen you up. There's that one point where they both get in the same room, and it's, <laughs> you know, they're just saying catchphrase to each other <laughs> for like 15 minutes plus Toughen you up. Look at it. Toughen you spigot, up. Spigot. Look at it. Arrivederci. God, it's so good. <laughs> Arrivederci indeed. And Ska in the background. <laughs> yeah, every so often you can still hear the bricklaying song, but it's like from way farther away. A fractal through a mirror. Yeah. Through an enigma, through a puzzle. It's very puzzling. Billions and billions of stars. <laughs> <laughs> You're made of stars. <laughs> One are, of the most confusing things about you, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I never know. I never know what brought that on. You know, Car- Carl Sagan. <laughs> Your interpretation of Carl Sagan. <laughs> I was like mincing and like. A little shy. Never shall you ever find a more amazing. 
guys, okay, mm. we're getting too silly. We we got it. Like this show ends on a very serious note, so we don't want to like get a little bit too silly. Well, I mean, the whole thing is a metaphor for the '80s AIDS crisis. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Yeah. Did you, you got, not pick up on that? No, no, no I did. Oh, okay. I just again, like spigot, spigot, spigot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of like, uh, uh, you know, mental sleight of hand. Look over here when this is what's really happening. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, don't worry about that. You going didn't on need to actually look at my hands for that. I wanted Wait. to. Man. Oh my god, where are your hands? <laughs> I wanted to. Hands where I can see them, Mister. <laughs> but yeah, you know, there's all this important stuff going on, and you're just like brick, brick. Focus on the focus bricks. Focus on the bricks. Focus on your work. The work will set you free. Yep. Yeah. Right. Ooh. Ooh, Jesus. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's actually a thing. <laughs> he knows. Okay. No. Zane's corrected me enough times on this. <laughs> I got it. Uh, I do want to talk about the Viscount. The Count is like, yeah, okay. Really? You know, pop culture thing. The Viscount, though. What's so interesting about him? I think that's his dad. Really? So you don't think Outline is dead? I th- no, his Outline's got to be, be his dad. He can be both. You think Outline is Viscount? Yeah. Outline is Viscount. Viscount is Outline. Same number of letters. I don't know if I buy that. Yeah, I think that's a little bit of a stretch. Okay. Well, stretch me this. Okay. Uh, buckle up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where this is going. <laughs> All right. Outline appears. Where does he appear? In the corner of the screen. Corner of the screen. Right. Where's the oh, bike? you meant physically on the... Yeah, yeah. Okay. What did you All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he starts uh, as a dot, and he gets larger and larger like someone's right. inflating. Yeah, like yeah, he yeah. breathes in and out. Like gets uh, larger, gets smaller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Viscount. Where does the Viscount show up? Well, he's always there. Right. Hiding. Again. Yeah. In the background, kind of small, always holding that picture of Reagan. Yeah, and he's like peeking out. He's like peeking out from behind it. Yeah. <laughs> I actually went away from like to to, <laughs> to, to, to peek pantomime, out. <laughs> to pantomime peeking out from behind a picture of Reagan. So the Which is only, a difficult pantomime, so I'll have you know. So the the only I mean characters the most important part about this <laughs> that are always and you must always remember that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the rule of 3, mister. No more. Please don't do any more. Oh God! <laughs> there. So the only characters who We're are always who are always on screen, yeah, are Outline and Viscount. Viscount. Yeah. Don't you think it's a little weird that we've never seen them not with each other? I thought it was a like a hero antihero kind of thing. Like this is the paternal. This is like the paternal presence that he wishes he had, that yeah. he's expecting to have, yeah, and this surrogate. is the one that is actually going to fulfill that role. So for he him. he could he could grow into either. Role. It's a foil. Yeah. It's a yeah. foil. Do you want to focus on your bricks where you can see Outline Man, or do you want to go uh, you know, hide behind acting. Reagan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we always want to go behind Reagan. Yeah. Well, 100%. I mean, that was the thing. You know, he wants to be an actor, right? Sure. Oh, Obviously. yeah, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Where do you think that came from? Like, that... that There's no way he knows what that is. Yeah. There's... It's not possible. No entertainment on the moon. Well, but I mean, that's a lot of the things in this where they just kind of throw it in, you know? I mean, did you ever read uh, Robert Stick's uh, comic? No. Okay, so he had a comic called Rickman. And in Rickman, it's just kind of, I mean, it's very sort of like, there's like an obvious story that you're following, but at the same time, there's kind of like all this like, just randomness happening around it. So, you know, it's, uh, it's obviously a man named Rick. uh, And he's kind of just going to the store. Yeah. But like, you know, oh, there's a goat. Oh, there's, you know, uh, uh, hey, this thing is made of cheese and it shouldn't have been made out of cheese. But, like, you know, the whole point is that he's going to the store. So, like, that's kind of where, uh, you know, Stick's uh, background is. So that sort of randomness of, like, oh, he wants to be an actor, you know? Yeah, I mean, it does help to flesh out the character. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it gives him something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Mm. Gotta have something. Yeah, it especially becomes prominent when it he like almost kind of takes place as a kind of acting presence in this new set, which is going to be Act Three, where the wall falls down and they get invaded by moon monsters. Right. Apparently, they've been building a wall to keep the moon monsters out, which you don't know. Which you don't know, right? Because I mean, it's why it's, would you stay in your place? Do what the do what the people in power tell you. Right? It's That's also the, so unbelievably ridiculous. Like it's like. You know, oh, there's this giant threat. Nobody talks about it. Nobody mm. talks about it. It's no. the best. Yeah. Head in the sand, ostrich. Uh, in the, in that it. Game of Thrones way, like there's one guy who's like, guys, it's we're literally zombies. all gonna die. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Which you think is he's crazy the whole time, and then come to find out but he's I, the one who's been right this whole time. But I love my sister. He well, does catchphrase. He does. Yeah, <laughs> he does act crazy. Yeah, all moon, the time. Uh, moon Monster Prime. <laughs> but I love my sister. But I love my sister. <laughs> yeah. Nobody trying, asked him anything. <laughs> trying to conquer so that she'll finally love him. For yeah. His but deeds. I love my sister. It's hard to tell what he means though, because every every other Moon Monster is a sister. Of it's his. like a hive. It's like a like a queen bee kind of. Yeah, thing. like the Garuda from Zelda. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He could have any woman, and he, they're all his sisters. He, he would have to have any woman, <laughs> and they would have to be his sister. They're the only women. If they're like clones. What do you right. think of this whole thing that uh, Link uh, can be a boy or a girl? Totally hot. Yeah, I mean, I'm way <laughs> into it. I could have whatever I wanted. <laughs> Whenever. <laughs> all right. Ask and answer. Then I don't think you spend enough time thinking about what Link wants in this situation. That's very good. He wants justice, Zane. <laughs> oh, my mistake. He wants justice, <laughs> baby. Sketch race. <laughs> but what about my sister? I love my sister. I love my sister. <laughs> Jumping you up. Man, you up. That, man, that bait and switch at the end where you think he's going for the moon monster and then just bam, right back to Han. <laughs> it's the nuts. It's like, we've lost all hope. Oh, no. Wait a second. <laughs> I've got one idea. Bam! <laughs> Toughen you up, and, and then of course he's toughened up, and he beats the moon monster. It's right. true. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's like a it's like kind of like a mech final transformation sort of thing that they borrowed from Japan. Right. And it seems. I love my <laughs> and it seems like all the plots are resolved. Great finale. Everything's good. And then they're like, let's do three more episodes later on. Yep, I <laughs> know, right? They yeah. get right back to the wall. <laughs> well, and I mean, that's... The back th- to our roots. That's also kind of like why stopping in mid-sentence was so bizarre, because it was like, you kind of wrapped everything up. They could have stopped at any time. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, Lord of the Rings, like, how many endings do we need? You know yeah. That cameo from, uh, from uh, Elijah Wood as well, like right Super at the end. Fun. I feel like that was a reference to... Uh, Return of the King. Yeah, I mean, that was... Oh, you think it was from Sin City? Yeah, yeah. With him as that uh, creepy cannibal... uh... Kevin. Creepy cannibal Kevin. Did he have a name The KKK. Kevin. For some reason, I always thought of him as Silent Cannibal. (laughs) (laughs) You got it. I'm going to be auditioning for Silent Cannibal today. Or like the Elijah Wood parallel to actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. Like, that's just what he does. (laughs) You got to read the credits. (laughs) Shy surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Creeping up behind you. (laughs) Normal uh, Tuesday night for Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part. Wait, he isn't dead. <laughs> uh, so good. But yeah, I love those three episode finale where they, you know, go back to their roots and we know what we're good at. We're laying bricks. Yeah, yeah right. So many, so many movies and stories, you know, oh, happy, happy ending, happy ever after. All is an arc. And we don't see, you know, oh, after they got married, you know, how, how does that affect their day-to-day life? Uh-huh. Here it shows us 
they saved the world and back to bricks. Hugh, Hugh Grant marries the love of his life. Everything's B2B. cool. And then we don't see the week afterward where he's suddenly cheating on her again because he's a bigamist. That's just who he is. That's what he what, It's that's not what he is. cheating. We're taking a, a principal stand against Hugh well, Grant. She's, right not, now. she's not into it. But if you're a bigamist, it's not cheating. I don't understand. Ooh. So like, idea. so like, if you if you go into something saying I am a bigamist, she doesn't know. But if he's a bigamist, Hugh then Grant he's saying he's a bigamist. Hugh Grant, unlike one of the uncles, always lies. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah. Can you call yourself a bigamist before you marry the second person? Because if no, you have to you court them. Well, in which case you're cheating. This feels like a. Marry. It feels like a chicken egg. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> this feels like a chicken egg. Do situation. I marry the chicken or do I marry the egg? Marry you don't both. have to. Yeah. yeah, you don't have to choose. Have Much to choose. like Link, also, you can have you whatever have, you want. Also, you don't have to marry either. <laughs> I mean, you do in this world. Sure. So everyone's carrying around one or the other. Mm-hmm. They, are you an egg person or are you a chicken person? And yeah, it's right, it's, yeah. it's it's deemed scornful to not be carrying either a chicken or an egg, which makes bricklaying extremely difficult. Yeah. Especially if you have an egg, they're easy to break. Yeah. True. Yeah. It's a high artisan level to be an egg having bricklayer. Right. So. Right. But of course, uh uh Hans's our sweet egg, and tender Hans his egg has the catchphrase. Kick myself in the nuts. Yep. <laughs> you know, Kick myself in the nuts. <laughs> we can't see it, which is why it's funny. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, we can only imagine. Well, it's like and the, the egg, egg and like Garfield and friends, right? Oh, Shelby? Sheldon? Yeah. Shelby from American Acres? Shelbyville? Isn't Shelby U.S. Acres, excuse me. Green Acres is the place for me. Yeah, Wise Green Acre. Grocer is the place where you get food. The Jolly Green Giant. The ho, ho, ho. person who provides the food and tills the giant fields <laughs> until you get giant peas. <laughs> for giants to eat. <laughs> it's delicious. This concludes the giant carbon cycle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep. Yep. <coughs> Read our new book. <laughs> Giant equivalents of normal things that differ in no other way. Guys, you can really publish anything on Amazon these days. Dummies. It's Guys. nuts. Guys, too silly. Too silly. <laughs> too silly. Get so, let's get serious again. Shy a surprise. I want to talk a little bit more about the Viscount. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think that I think that's worthwhile. Um, just because I love his clothes. Yeah, they're not really clothes after a fashion, are they? No. They're like a clothes after, before a fashion. <laughs> yeah, before fashion in a land before time. Uh-huh. It was time. In a time before land. Time, dinosaurs, fashion. That's the... Right, and his fashion is kind of made out of time dinosaurs, if you think about it. It's all <laughs> clocks and scales. I did not pick up on that. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> you know how like oil is dinosaurs or something like that? No, I mean, it's like it looks like little pieces of dinosaurs hanging off his elbows. Right. Yeah. And that explains the time travel, you know, episode. I don't know if it explains it so much as informs it. He's like, this is how we're time traveling. And again, you can't hear any of that. <laughs> All right, put a marker down. I need to need to hear what your thoughts are. <laughs> <laughs> it was how aggressive you went at that. I was like, so excited. It doesn't inform it as much as... <laughs> <laughs> You know what's when great? When I made that happen, I'm like, Nick's going to have something to say about this. The best oh part of that my God. is that I'm so used to that bullshit, I didn't even register. It's not so much that it, but it informs that. <laughs> oh, my God. You went at that with 130%. With the viciousness of a thousand raging barbarians. Oh, my God. Let's let's lay down some ska real quick and then get back into it. Get back into it. Dun, dun. Ooh, wow. 
Yeah, speak none of them it, speak, speak Italian, speak so it. it's weird. That how they keep shoehorning in Arrivederci. It makes me think that there was a history to this moon that I don't understand. That was taken over by Italy. Maybe, or maybe like Italy settled on Earth after it was originally on the moon. It settled for Earth. Oh yeah, it settled for Earth. Very nice. Thank you. Because mm-hmm. oh, it couldn't have both. Again, that theme of bigamy that keeps right. popping up in this. I don't know. The moon monsters tend to have Italian accents. Also strange. <laughs> Except for, obviously, the Moon King. I love right. my sister. Love my sister. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. So, uh, I don't know what else there, there is to say. I um, mean, do you want to talk about animation style really quick? It's not that interesting, but... Uh, I mean, there's parts of it that are interesting. Sure, yeah. You know, I, I really like the intro where it's, like, looking on... It, it just, like, pans in slowly to a brick sitting on a dinner plate, mm. and then slowly the camera starts rotating, and instead, uh, we want to always get to that final side that the plate is in contact with, but rather than get to the final side, the brick just explodes, Right. which I think is pretty good. Does it make it more abstract that it's in black and white? I think they're going for uh, a certain, you know, mood. Mm-hmm. But mm. I, I yeah. don't think they achieve it because, you know, you see the explosion. You're like, oh, I'm all revved up for something. The, mo- and the then, mood is explosions and at then that point. most of the show is just, you know, the bricks. Yeah. 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 I found myself falling into like a little trance. You know, like like looking back, I can't really explain why I liked any given episode, but it kind of it kind of draws you in. It all kind of runs together. What, now, when you fell into a trance, was it when Trance Man was on the screen or was it like slightly thereafter? Cool. I must have been a. This is like a precursor to the hypnotoad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I must have been in a pretty deep trance. I didn't even notice trance man. Oh man, he's great. The trance man came. Oh, the trance man did come. In. And uh, always when you wouldn't expect him to, like mm. he he gets in the way of other people's catchphrases. So you know, Jenny is gonna come up and toughen him up, but he'll be like, "I'm gonna toughen you," and then he'll come in and trance man him. And then it'll jump out again. Up, you know, finish the finish the catchphrase. Yeah, you know, just to kind of keep you on your toes. And um, I liked the little love sequence, little romance thing with uh, Wendy. Oh yeah, Wendy and like fifty Beatles. Like a lot of Beatles. Yeah, yeah. just not even in contact with her, like crawling all over her stuff and just chittering a little bit. Yeah, but she is obsessed. She derived a lot of pleasure from that. Mm-hmm. And I thought, like, just the way that it looked, like, watching them all scurry. Because, like, usually it's a bit of limited animation. You know, you, they're not breaking the bank. This was just full on. They looked like live action Beatles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It it, it, it did feel like that. Which it is kind of like crazy they, for black and white. It felt like they got 50 real Beatle person oh, yeah. actors to play this. But, of course, it was just the one. Beetle Beetleson. Right. Cousin to Beetlejuice, I think. Beetle person? Oh, Beetle person. He's a good guy. He's all right. Yeah, it's a decent movie. <laughs> Beetle person? Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll have to save it for later. Okay. We'll, we'll talk about that. Great. That'll be More, another Too many episode. hours in the day. Did Not they, enough hours in the day. Did they have too an animated? Hours, too many hours. Too, too many, many hours. hours. Did they have an animated series of uh, Beetle person? I don't think so. I think I've seen like a sketchbook like where they wanted to have an animated series for it. Right, but have to be so you'd like, have like your local library? 
Yeah, yeah. I, I, I looked it up in the microfiche. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it seemed infeasible because of, like, copyright laws. Infeasible? It was pretty infeasible because of copyright laws because apparently most of it was a old Donald Duck cartoon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, like drawn on over it? Yeah, well, it's Donald Duck, but Beetle Person's head on top. Ooh. Which I think would have been good. It's yeah. almost like a new art form. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of, uh, I don't know, it's kind of it's kind of meme light. Mm-hmm. So, so did the did this show resonate with you? Did this, yeah, like, what did like this show do for you that none others did? Resonated about a B flat. Can we get a can we get a sample of that? Can we get a B flat resonance? B- oh. Nope, nope. That's not it. There we go. That's the stuff. How about you guys? I really, I really appreciated what it did with, uh, you know, family dynamics. I think that it informed a lot about my relationship to you, Zane, mm-hmm. in that you're not my sister, and so that I'm not in love with you. Right. But I do still love you. Oh, thank you. I like love Hans. My sister. Yeah. <laughs> See, exactly. It's exactly that simple. Yeah. And yeah. you're, you know, now other people can get the joke when you, you know, punch me in the nuts. Say toughen you up. Say toughen you up. Yeah, that's before true. You were just doing, just that doing it for me, just for you. Yeah, now I can do it for everyone. Yeah, and that feels good. That's nice. Yeah. I, I don't think I like the show as much as as you guys did, um, just because it's similar. Can uh, I say? I mean, you know, it shows. It, it's it's <laughs> it just there were so many other good shows going on at the same time. Yeah, that this didn't. You know, um, um, heroes, heroes, Fishman and the kid. Yeah. Um, Sprazzanelli, Fast Dragon in the Open Button, Dirkman Pitstain. It's no Dirkman Pitstain, <laughs> right? <laughs> Dirkman Pitstain. That's uh that's our too good to talk about. Yeah, list. yeah, we're not qualified. Dirkman Pitstain, not by a long shot. <laughs> I, I think he showed up like there was a cameo in one of these episodes. It just he was really re- slumming it. No, well, I was, think that's kind referenced. of the thing where like they keep talking about Glee on Community. Ugh. You know, like it was the hit show at the time, so they just have to they get it out of the way. Talk mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. yeah. Dirkman Pitstain. Um. Yeah. Well, I think that's all we had to talk about. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, let's wrap up. Uh, Nick. Rip it up. Rip it up. Rip it up. Toughen you up. <laughs> Toughen you up. Toughen you up. I love my sister. <laughs> I'll be looking for you at, our, uh, at the next Comic-Con doing a uh, yeah. doing a cosplay of uh, Jenny. Jenny. I think that. Uncle uh, Jenny. Yeah, Uncle Jenny. Mm. I feel like that's going to like go real well with the locals. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, Nick, where can people find you? Uh, you can find my podcast at uh, what's with you, scooby-doo.com, uh, at WWY Scooby-Doo on Twitter and Instagram. And what's with you, Scooby-Doo, uh, across all the podcasting platforms. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. 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 Oh, yeah, there's Wonderful the Wanderer. Wanderer. We, we forgot to talk about save him. Save that for the next episode. Yeah, we're, we're not going to well, talk about it now, but nope. maybe on a sequel. Maybe Worth on, maybe an on entire episode. episode. Absolutely. You could talk for days about Wander. The Wander. Where can people find you guys? Well, we're uh, right here. Yeah, oh, okay. we're, here we are. <laughs> they found you? Yep. yep. All right, and let's let's all... Let's well, all what, are we, what are we uh, watching next time? We are watching Orange Soufflé. Orange Souffle is so. I've watched a couple of episodes so far going into it. I'm. I I'm don't think cautious. It, I don't, don't think it aged well. Anything. I haven't cautious. seen it yet. It, it's uh, so. Um, have you ever seen uh, uh, Hamlet? 
No, I know you've seen Hamlet. Yeah, we went to Hamlet together. That's, That's right. right. Yeah. yeah. Um, you got my joke. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen uh, Pulp Fiction? No. Okay. It's like that in reverse. Okay. But Samuel L. Jackson is Jackson L. Samuel. Oh, I'm intrigued. Yeah. It's very good. Very interesting animation style. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everything looks through the barrel of a gun. A lot of floating. But I don't. I don't think it. I don't think it aged well. Uh huh. Well, uh, I'll be I'll be excited to argue that point. Okay, great. Okay, all right. Uh, until next time, I'll toughen you up. <laughs> toughen you up. <laughs>